there's so much like wrong here. my mouse my mouse goes to sleep when i don't do anything with it for a little bit same and so um (laughs) (laughs) you mean you have a mouse that does that or you do that i do that if i'm ignored for too long i will go to sleep it's not my fault that's how i program hello hi friends and welcome to the activity continues podcast we are your hosts this is megan and this is amy Thanks for joining us again. And I'm happy to say that we are back to our regularly <sighs> scheduled programming. You got no more God. satanic murder cults with sex workers being murdered and just nope, the regular murders. Yeah. <laughs> still <laughs> dead kidding. people, but yeah, still dead people. <laughs> yeah. But we're back to uh, recapping the dead files and we are excited. So this week, Megan is recapping the dead files episode called Blood on the Tracks. Yes. It is from season two, episode three. Yes. And it originally aired on November 2nd, 2012. So almost 10 years. 10 years. Oh, my God. 10 years ago. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. November. Wowzer. Yeah. Good choice. Um, And I picked this the same scientific way I pick all my episodes. (laughs) I just did a random generator and it gave me two, three, and then I made sure we hadn't done it. And here we are. Great. Okay. Cool. Cool. So how was your day? It was a doozy. Yes. Greg's mother passed away. I just found out. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just teasing. I didn't. First of all, I didn't tell you at first because I thought I would tell you when we record. And then later when we were recording, I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's like a big bummer. So I won't say anything. Um, and then, then I forgot to Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Yeah. So uh, she did pass away. And so the service was today. Mm-hmm. And so last night we had um, family dinner at Greg's brother's house. Last night was also the final evening of Amore, our favorite place. Oh, yeah. They closed and yesterday was their last day. So we were, we went there on Mm -hmm. Saturday night and, um, you know, said goodbye to the staff and everything. But then we were planning on both going to brunch on Sunday morning and coming back Sunday evening for just to say goodbye for their last shift. Yeah. And we did go to brunch and then um, we did not, make it back out there after we went to the dinner at Greg's brother's house. It was just, they live way out in Victoria. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like 40 minutes home. So we just, we thought by the time we get home and feed the dogs and blah, 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 it'll be eight 30, almost nine. And I'm like, it's, it's a school night. It's basically a school night. Neither of us had to work, but we did have to be at the service at 9am. Yeah. So it's like going to work. So yeah. We didn't go, which sucks, but that's too bad. COVID or why did they shut? 
They no, they got bought. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they got bought by um by another restaurateur in the area. So that's unfortunate. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not terribly surprised. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, they are going to reopen. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to try and keep the staff, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. I hope so. I hope they can. If they can, we'll go. If they fire all the staff, we won't go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that basically that was the only reason we still went into Uptown. So if that's not there anymore. And then also Stella's closed. I and, saw that. Yeah. And uh, Williams Pub closed. Saturday night we were there. It was super fun. It was packed. We got there at four o'clock. They four oh five. They open at four. Packed. Uh-huh. Wow. So that was nice. It was sad, but it was nice to see everybody. And then um I can't remember why I brought that up. Oh, because the news was there. Um, channel four news was there. And so so we were on the news. So yes. they did Oh my God. They You're did this so whole, I'll, Just, I'll put a link in the show notes because it's kind of fun. We were on the news, but. Um, Podcasting anyway. TV. Is there anything you can't do? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find oh, out. Darn tune thing. Anyway. So yeah. T- so then today was service at nine o'clock. Really service didn't start till 11, but we had to be there at nine. I still don't know why. So we stood around doing nothing for two yep. hours. Yep. And then, um, and then the service, and then we had the lunch after the service and then we had we had a, about an hour break and then we had to drive out to Cannon Falls for the internment yep and then come back but we I thought we were coming home nope we we're going back out to the brother in Victoria so over there to eat the rest of the sandwiches we didn't eat at lunchtime so anyway that's my day and I'm did the oh, brother from England fly in yes he did okay good he did so it was good seeing him yeah yeah is he the only one with a kid? No. So Greg's brother John has two daughters. Mm-hmm. They're both grown up. Mm-hmm. And one of them is married, but she does not have any children. And the other one has four children. Oofta. Yeah. So, so a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. Not okay. as many as my sister-in-law, though, who has, I believe, 10. <gasps> Holy buckets. That's so many kids. She should get a nursing home to live in with those kids. <laughs> Maybe she could partner up with that one lady. The lady in Wisconsin. They, each one could have a wing. I mean, yeah. shit, we're next door neighbors. I mean, yeah. So we can cut this if you want, but tell me what's going on. Why are you upset? Just because of... Oh, no, this is just how I am when I have a cold. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is just me having a cold. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, no, my eye always has watered since I was a, a young and... I, I get that too sometimes if it's real bad. If I, yeah. if everything is stuffed up, it's got to come out of somewhere. It's got to come somewhere. Yeah. Don't worry, my nose is still running though. It's like raw yeah. from me wiping it. So. <laughs> Living my best That's life. Fun. Yep. So fun for me. <laughs> so no, I'm good. No, okay. I'm just, you know, okay. my, my white blood cells are just fighting away at those right. Dusty germs. Uh, yeah. That's probably how they fight too. They, if, just like that. If they yeah. fight like me, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh. I know my day's not as bad as yours, but look, this morning we started out with my son had a massive shit. <gasps> like, oh, no. like up the back? I, 
Oh, no, not up the back, oh. but up the front. Oh. And oozing out the side. <gasps> and I just bought him these new jammies. Like, Aww. first time wearing them. They're the cutest little plaid pajamas, two-piece. He looked like a little old man. Like, just red and there's shit in them. Oh, no. And then, of course, he hates getting his diaper changed. So he's throwing his feet around, stepping in the shit. Shit's <gasps> getting everywhere. Holy shit. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <holy> shit. <laughs> Oh so then God. whatever, I'm like, okay, like this is just par for the course for my life. Yeah. So then we made the I made the mistake of opening the front hall closet to get a coat. And he knows that's where we keep the lightsabers that he got for his birthday, which are like his favorite toy. Okay. Meltdown because he wanted to play with the lightsabers. Just oh, full-blown meltdown. He was on the floor. I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. No, no. So I literally just like, okay, I'm sorry, buddy. And I'm stepping over him like a, just a terrible mom. I don't think that's terrible. I pulled all my food out, you know, for lunch. Um, and I got my overnight oats. And so I just, in the rush, put them in sideways because that's how they fit in my lunchbox was sideways. So I get to work and like, I'm just like, whatever, this is my day. I get to John's dad's house because they were watching my son this week because daycare's closed. And I'm like, take him. I I can't right now. I just take him. <laughs> Bless him. I know he's only two and like, it's not his fault, but you know, sometimes. Yeah. Oh my God. I, much. I couldn't do. But so doing. then I get to work and um, imagine doing that 10 times. Are you kidding me? No. What do you mean 10 times? Oh, God, yeah. Four kids Uh -uh. is even a Uh -uh. lot. I mean, um, so anyway, so I get to work and I go to pull out my overnight oats, the milk, all in the inside of my lunchbox um, because they, so I'm like, you know what, what is, of course, you know, so I just, you have to laugh about it because if you don't, you'll cry. cry so cry, it was cry. so funny when you texted that you were going to make a Bailey's drink because at nine o'clock this morning, I was looking on Bailey's website because <laughs> I found out they have other flavors. They do. So I was like, they do. I so want to try the peppermint one. I want to try the peppermint one. I want to try the chocolate covered cherries. Oh, I didn't see that. I heard it on shaken and disturbed. Oh, you know how, um, Oh my God! What's his name? Not Darren. John. Yeah, I is can't it- remember his name. I want to say it starts with a J. I haven't listened to them. I in feel ages. like, and I was just listening to them. Like I listened to like four episodes on Sunday when I was taking a nap. I'm going to say John Thrasher. Yeah. What's his name? And they okay. were talking about all the different um, Bailey's flavors, and I was like, I mind blown. So that's yeah. what I was doing at nine o'clock this morning. Was like looking on Bailey's website. <laughs> Not drinking it. Just looking at. Not it. drinking yeah. it. But you know, I'm like, well, I'm I'm drinking it now. I will say your day sounds 10 times worse than mine. I don't know. Mine was not bad. It was just a little hectic. Yeah. So I have a couple of show recommendations, which is weird because normally Amy is the one and I'm just like dutifully taking notes. Like, okay, okay. I have a couple too, but yeah. Um, So I just got Apple TV because I'm behind the times. Um, And there's this I love me a good documentary about animals especially dinosaurs and there's a superb one uh, called prehistoric planet narrated by my buddy David Attenborough oh my gosh I was oh that is some good napping material oh you know it (laughs) you know it it was so good and my son watched it and loved it and every time the dinosaurs were on he would point and go wee Oh, cute. Actually, he went, but that's his, his, we, 
Those W's are tricky sometimes. Um, so that is my show and the Great British Baking Show, which I always love. But Yes. Are you watching the current season of that? I just finished it. Yeah. The finale oh, okay. was last week and uh, um, on I'm not Friday. Yeah. it's It was good. It was good. Did you, are, are you on the current season? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. When I started watching that show, like around COVID time was when I first mm-hmm. heard about it. I started from the first ones they had yep. so yep. years ago. And I, I think I only got through a season and a half because I kept falling asleep. Oh, so, wow. It's so <laughs> riveting. <laughs> but this time when I was like, all right, we're going to buckle down. We're going to watch this again. I started with the most current season. Yeah. So I'm like maybe four episodes. In I cannot stand Matt Lucas. Which one's he? The bald one, the bald host. Oh, you have Noel, who's the tall gothic one who yep. I absolutely adore. Yeah. Noel Felding, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> Matt Lucas. Not so much. Not so much. I just, he's just. I, I like him. He doesn't I missed, me. Uh, I missed um, Susie. I think her name was the one from a couple seasons ago. Oh. He left. Yeah. I don't. I think the only other one I've seen is. um. But, What's Lori, Lori, and um, the two original ones, like the short brunette with the long. No, I remember them too. Yep. But no, there was one. Um, Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. That's who I was. Not Sandy. Susan. Sandy. Yeah. I loved. I like Sandy. Nolan. Sandy together were yep. perfection. Yes, they were. They were super. And good. I was so sad when she left. Yeah. Yep. I really like. Her. Oh, I love that show. It's just you know, it's just such a feel good show. It is. They all want to help each other. I know. There's no cutthroat Americanness right. about it. Right, right. We started watching old versions of Top Chef again, and we started in like season four. Is that the one with Gordon Ramsay and no Top Gordon Chef? Ramsay's What's Top it? Chef? Top Chef is Tom Colicchio. It's on Bravo. Oh it's yeah, Tom Clinky and Padma Lakshmi. Okay, yep. And then Gail Simmons is on sometimes, and whatever. What if it's I'm related to her. Fantastic. Um. Oh, Gail, maybe I should call her. You should. It's it's an excellent show. We've been watching yeah. it since it aired in the beginning. Nice. But we were watching an episode of Chopped, and there was a a chef on, and I'm like, I know that girl. Why, why do I know her? I know her. Was, was it Leah Johnson? No. I <laughs> <You> mean <laughs> Leah Chase. <laughs> It all circles back. <laughs> it all comes back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that was we talked about that in our last episode. Yeah, what woman say was Leah Johnson, and I kept calling her Leah Chase. Anywho, um, yeah. So it turns out she was a top. Chef. I'm like, I know she was on Top Chef. So we, mm-hmm. I googled her, and she was on Top Chef season four. So we started watching her season so we could watch her in that. Nice, and it's fun. But you know, Top Chef started out being like you're saying, like a really cutthroat. Really, like they would turn each other's ovens off and like steal things and remove things and take things out of the refrigerator and all this stuff. And it's like, if that's what you have to do to win, you're not winning. No, you're not winning. Yeah. You're just a dick. And that's why I love great because if they win, it's because they genuinely deserve it. Right. Exactly. Well, and Top Chef is like that now. But in the first few seasons, it was, it was pretty they were screaming at each other and it was well that makes for good tv it does it does i guess it always made me uncomfortable um but but uh now it's much different now they're they're nicer to each other they reined it in yeah they reined it in so what are your shows okay so 
Speaking of feel good, if you have Peacock, and I believe that I am on the free version of Peacock, mm-hmm. you can watch a show called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Okay, well, that just sounds adorable. I know. So it's British. It's about a woman. Her name is Mrs. Harris. Shocking. I know. And she goes to Paris. <laughs> I was gonna say she goes to Paris. <laughs> she does. She decides that her her dream is to have a Christian Dior dress, but they cost five hundred pounds. Right. That's a and, lot of pounds. Yeah. That's is. more I, pounds than I weigh. Yeah. And I weigh a lot of pounds. <laughs> I was gonna say as I told Greg about this, and he's like, "That's a heavy dress." Like it's British. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I, I said she wanted a five hundred pound dress. How would she hold that up? I know, and she's a tiny little thing too. A muscle mass alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really sweet story about this lady who's, she's a cleaning woman and she saves uh-huh. up her enough money to go to Paris and go to the Christian Dior place. And of course, you know, she's not the same kind of clientele, clientele. usually. Yeah. Yes. So they're not always nice to her. That, at least one lady's not nice to her. But anyway, it's a very, very sweet story. Um, Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. Oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. And it's, really good. It's really, really, really good. I've told everybody that will listen to me that they need to watch it. So if you're looking for some sweet, feel good. Oh, that sounds my, adorable. With beautiful costumes, beautiful cinematography. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in Paris, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's just, it, it's wonderful. It's really, really good. So that's just that's gives you the mark. warm and fuzzies. Yeah, it really it was so sweet. I just laid on the couch under a blanket in a Vivian Pickles and watched oh. it and it was really nice. I don't have a Vivian Pickles, but I do yeah. have a couch and a blanket. And you have a cat. So I do have a Marshy. Yeah. You got a who Marshy. weighs probably five Vivian Pickles. Yeah, probably. How much does she weigh? She's um she's bigger than Ricky was. So she's um well, I like think that's hard to do. I know, right? Wiki was Wiki. Wiki. I did call him Wiki. He was Wasn't he like five? Five pounds soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. 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 He got he got a little lighter when he got sick. But um She's about eight or nine pounds. Okay, so Marshy's two of her. Okay. <laughs> He's chonky. Chonky. He's chonky. He's just big bones, all you haters. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> we don't we don't comment on other people's bodies. We don't body shame mm-hmm. humans or animals. Mm-hmm. No, there was another show that I watched and I forgot. Oh, um, Dead to Me. Have you seen that? I've heard that. No, oh, you've been telling me forever. You will love it. I watched and the I just, third and final season. And I know. And Christina just got her star. Yep. I didn't walk. know she yep. had MS. I didn't either. I think that might be a fairly new diagnosis. I think it is, but I also think it's very progressed. Yeah, I think it is too. She seems pretty uncomfortable. Oh, bless She was talking her. about um, in the in the thing where she was talking about her star she said like she took her shoes off because it's a sensory thing that bothers her but uh-huh. she's fucking fantastic in this i mean so is linda cardellini i mean they're yeah. both great and hello james marston you love him oh my god you love james marston i do and and i love the character he played no i'm not gonna say anything okay i loved him okay i loved him in this note to self yeah watch it watch it it's very, I'll have very to add good. it to my list. Add it to the list. That just never ends. I know. I know. Okay. So one other thing I want to mention is that, you know, how Twitter is imploding, right? So um, I, I know signed- I've got popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a mess. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a real mess. 
I've always hated Twitter anyway, so I'm uh-huh. happy to let it go. I, we only had 33 followers anyway. But I signed us up today for Mastodon, <gasps> the new Twitter replacement. Okay. Um, I, you're the whole social media expert. Well, I just am along for the ride. <laughs> right now, I just put it under Collected Sounds, which is my mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And I'm going to play with it a little, see how that goes. And if it um, if it seems like it's easy and fun and it, people are you know interested – I, I might create a separate account yeah. just for this podcast. But for now, you guys can find us over at Collected Sounds on Mastodon under, let's see, it's at Collected Sounds at Mastodon.social. Because in Mastodon world, you have to pick like a server that you want to be on. Mm-hmm. And social is one of them. And that's the one that you would use for just like any kind of social media stuff. There's like dot Scotland, which I would love to join, but... <gasps> I'm not Scottish. Oh, um, there's. I mean, you probably still can. Your only whatever. flaw. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, like and dot engineering or whatever. So you just kind of yeah. pick the server okay. that it's. You can still see stuff from all the other servers. It's just you pick one that is kind of your home. Yeah. Um, and they're all run by different people. They're not run. It's not all run by a company. So Elon Musk, Elon Musk can't buy it. So anyway. That's is it mastodon like a mythological animal? It's a a bull or something. It's an elephant. That's what I said. It's an elephant. Oh, oh, it's a prehistoric thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should know that. I just watched prehistoric animals. He was probably on there. Attenborough, right? He's probably on there. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I failed you, David. (laughs) Um, another thing I wanted to mention, I haven't told you this yet. Um, you know, we talked about Hello Poland. Uh-huh. The podcast that we have been promoting back and forth yes. for a while. We're going to yep. do that for this episode as well. Yay. I've been exchanging emails with Alicia, the host of that. And I told her that you have been to Poland. And she said she would like to do a show together where we talk to each other, interview. You can tell your Polish story. She can tell her Polish yes! stories. And then let's we can, do it. Yeah, I think it'd be Clear really the fun. calendar. Yeah, we got to figure out a time. Say, because Alicia, I almost died in the <laughs> tunnels of Warsaw. I told her to listen to the episode. So maybe That'll she knows it by now. But yeah. All right. Naive little 22 year old Megan in her fucking little red riding hood peacoat. I just can picture you. It's I was just so stood cute. out like a sore thumb. God, I'm amazed I didn't get murdered. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if you weren't doing she- anything wrong, you're not going to get murdered. Okay. But okay. Amy. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> I mean, did, uh, were you thinking you were going to get murdered by the guys with the guns? Or no, with- no, no, oh, no, no, oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking I was going to get murdered in the tunnels of Warsaw I underneath the train station. I, see. I okay. granted I was 22 and I might have been a bit dramatic. Not like now. <laughs> Oh, no. completely level-headed all the time. Absolutely. I'm sorry, Mother, if you're listening to this, but this was past Megan. She, <laughs> we're alive now. It's all good. I. What's I your mom's name? Is your mom's name Lori. Jenny? Lori. Lori. Close. We'll it's okay, Lori. That. It's okay, Lori. She. It was. Fine. Listen. No. Nobody. It was fine. Okay. Okay. When I did get off the train station in um, Krakow, though, I did see a guy walking with an axe, and I <gasps> almost shit my pants. I'm sure he was just like he's probably just going to work. Yeah, he's a lumberjack. Yeah, but I, I had just come. I, I almost shit my pants. I, my friend was there, Tracy, who I lost contact with, which I'm so sad about because she was. I loved her so much. Oh, Tracy, if you're listening, 
if you're listening, Tracy, we went to Poland together. Um, I miss you. <laughs> Anyways, um, she hugged me and I was crying and she was crying. I mean, you swear to God, we had never seen each other before. <laughs> Anyways, Funny. level-headed Megan from today. Yeah. Would, would have still done the same thing. So, And <laughs> <laughs> a girl. <laughs> Trigger warning. Um, there is a mention of mutilation um, during the walk and in the reveal. Okay. Is this the same episode you were talking about last time that has to do with the Banshee? No. Oh, okay. I don't even remember that one. Oh, okay. No. No Banshee here. Okay. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable, and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff, and... I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. So we're in uh, Garrett, Indiana. Okay. So Steve is driving uh, his, his, I don't know if it's a caddy. I assume it is because it's early on in the show. I, I don't need, I don't know cars, but it looked I don't to me like it was a, a black one. Thing. I don't know. Yeah. A black sedan. Yeah. So we'll say it was a caddy. Okay. So we're still early on in the show. So he's recapping the show's premise. You know, I do the investigation part. Amy we don't talk to each other. La, we don't la, talk la. to people. Yeah, we all yeah, know yeah. that. He mentions that Garrett, Indiana is an old railroad town. He said Leah, the homeowner, called and she said that she desperately needs their help. Her and her new husband just moved into their house. It's their dream house, which it always is. Um, <laughs> but she said things got so weird so fast that she's afraid to be in the house alone. Mm. So now we're with Leah. So Steve and Leah are chatting up. Been married one year. Um, and she said they just bought it and she's really scared to be there. Like things got weird 
almost from the get-go. She said she hears things, she's touched, she sees things, um, she can't sleep at night. She said she doesn't even go into the basement because she's scared to be in oh, the basement. God. I hope she has laundry someplace else. She, Yep, it's upstairs. Oh, good. Um, her family won't even come over because they're scared. And we interview her sister and her father later on. Her Her sister comes over a little bit, but her dad won't at all. Hmm. Her husband, Rudy, doesn't believe in it. Greg. Um, <laughs> Skeptic. <laughs> no, he's not. You know, at first I thought he was like Greg, but then he kind of turns out to be a dick. And I'm like, I'm not like Greg. Oh. <laughs> Um, he gets frustrated because she's afraid of something that he doesn't believe is real. Yeah, because he can't see it. Because he can't see it, Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Steve asks if she knows any of the house's history. And she said, well, she doesn't know much, just that there was a couple living here in the 1800s. And the husband was killed on the railroad and they had his funeral in the living room, which was pretty common back in the 1900s. Yeah. And we'll talk yeah. about that um, yeah. with John, the historian. So they go into the basement because, of course, they go into the basement. That's why, why she's the scaredest. So let's right. head on down there. Get her down there. Uh, so Leah is very nervous in the basement. And Steve tells her to hold his hand. He's like, it's okay. Aww. We're fine. I don't. I don't. Steve. Steve, be my friend. Please be my friend. <laughs> I'm a really nice person. <laughs> um, so Leah says she's terrified. She said she's scared to death be down he- to be down there. And Steve said, even with me. And she said, even with you down here. She said, um, you know, the feeling when somebody is watching you, but you can't see them, but you know, they're there. She said, that's what she feels like. She feels like somebody Mm -hmm. is watching her. And Steve said, okay, let's get out of here. So it was like the shortest time in an interview area I think I've ever seen. Like normally, you know, Steve tries to like console him and and he's like, let's go. Hmm. So they go to the living room. And Steve asks if they've had any experiences there. And Leah said she was sitting on the couch late at night. And out of the corner of her eye, she sees a woman standing there, like, you know, peripheral vision. Mm. So she turns her head really fast. And all she sees is the blue corner of her dress float uh, around the corner. But there's a wall there. So I didn't quite understand that. So maybe it's like the woman is turning a corner. Oh, there's a wall there. And so. Oh, like in the in the like maybe it's like residual energy and yeah. she, the the spirit thinks she's turning a corner. Yeah, but, but like maybe there was a renovation and now there's a yeah. wall there where there used to be a doorway. Exactly. Okay. And Leah's like she's like, how do you turn a corner when there's no corner? How do you walk through a wall? Great question, Leah. Mm-hmm. Great question. So Steve asks Leah to describe her to him. So she said she was short, five three or five four three-quarter length sleeves and an apron that came halfway up. And she said um, she was probably from the the late 1800s. So then they go to the master bedroom and Leah said she just saw her again last week. She said she was laying in bed. She suddenly had the urge to look at the doorway and that's when she saw her staring at her. Leah saw the woman staring at Leah. Hmm. Steve asks how she sleeps and Leah said she doesn't. It's usually um, the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, it's usually the answer is, or the one that we watched where they slept in shifts. Yeah, like military style. Yep. So Leah thinks that the spirit is mad because this is her house and the spirit is mad that Leah and Rudy, her husband, live in it. Okay. So Steve asks Leah if she thinks the spirit is dangerous and she says yes, because they always think they're dangerous. Yeah. 
So then we get to Rudy and I put AKA the Greg of the episode, <laughs> but really he's not. Um, so Steve asks if Rudy has experienced anything and Rudy says, I don't really believe in all that stuff. And Steve says, well, your wife is uh, pretty freaked out and she's scared to be here and, and you don't seem too concerned by it. Point Steve. Rudy says, well, there's not much I can do about it. Is there, if there, uh, he said, there's not much I can do about it. What did Rudy say? <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. Um, basically, he said, there's not much I can do about it, even if there is anything here, which. A little bit of a defeatist attitude, Rudy. Yeah. There is something you can do about it, Rudy, if that's even your real name. <laughs> so Steve says, well, Rudy, let me ask you something. You ever experienced anything paranormal? And Rudy says, well, he doesn't sleep well. He has nightmares. So you have experienced something, Rudy. And then Steve is like, well, what are these nightmares? Are they reoccurring? And he said he's falling or getting ready to die. But nothing paranormal. Because <laughs> uh, he doesn't believe in it. Um, and then he said, well, one night he was sleeping in the bed for a couple of hours and something touched him and woke him up. And uh, he said Leah wasn't home. She wasn't in the house. And then Steve asks if he told Leah. And he said, yes, which was obviously a mistake. Those were Rudy's words. And I'm like, Rudy, don't be a dick. Like, Lovely. So, and okay. And then Steve says to the camera, like off, you know, like he's interviewing. He said, it's obvious when someone downplays an incident to protect a loved one. And in this case, Rudy's doing just that. And I said, um, no, to me, Rudy's being an asshole. Yeah. Like I told my wife and that was a mistake because it just fueled her ridiculous belief that yeah. something is going on in this house. Right. Steve, don't give Rudy any more credit than Rudy deserves. <laughs> see, this is where I deviated that Rudy is not a Greg. I see. Because okay. I don't think Greg would do that. I don't know. I don't know. He wouldn't downplay it. No, probably not. No. Don't you remember kidding. when we left to go see the psychic and he said, bye, have fun. She probably spent all day Googling you. He's so. <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> Steve asks Rudy, what would you do if Amy told you it's not safe here? And Rudy goes, well, it would be hard to move because he loves the house. It would take a lot of convincing. And he doesn't think there's actually anything going on. No, and he doesn't believe in anything. Yeah. So then we interview Carrie, who is Leah's sister. Carrie says she was sleeping in the guest bedroom and every 30 minutes she would wake up feeling like somebody was watching her from the doorway. She said she's uncomfortable going to her house and she's worried about her sister. She's afraid for her safety. Hmm. Huh. So then we interview Steve, who's Leah's father. This gets real confusing. <laughs> okay. In my notes, I clarified it. Don't worry. I'll clarify it for okay. you guys. So you don't need to take notes or make flashcards. <laughs> I don't need a flow chart or anything. Or which Steve is which Steve. You one, don't need Steve red two. yarn and a <laughs> I have. Board. I have some. Do you? Why do you have red yarn? A because crochet? a couple of years ago, we did a Halloween party and the theme was true crime. And I made a murder board. Oh, I actually think I came to that Halloween party. I think you probably did. I was probably there. I, I was jumping A. Ramsey. <gasps> I think I might have. You had a tiara, right? I had a cowboy hat that had a tiara on it. To be fair, though, that's not a very distinguishing piece from your parties because you wear tiaras. We, I, we always have a tiara. Yeah. Yeah, there's my tiara. Okay, why don't you wear that for every recording? Well, because I already got this shit on my head. That's true. I need a tiara that goes on my headphones 
Why don't you just break that one and glue it to the headphones? I could. I could. Megan, problem solver. I should do that. You should. I'll get a real cheap one. This is a nice thick metal oh, one. I'll get yeah, a cheap one. Yeah, get one from like the Dollar Tree or something. Yeah. Anyways, so Steve the investigator called Steve the father to mm-hmm. see if he would meet with Steve the investigator. <laughs> but Steve the father <laughs> says he's too scared to go to the house. So they're meeting at a local cafe. Oh, so he's a this, believer. Yeah. So this is where I texted you and I was like, this might be too scary for me. It wasn't. Oh, okay, good. It wasn't. Okay. So Steve, the investigator, asks Steve, the father, why he won't go into the house. Steve, the father, then had a story where he said he went over one night to feed the dogs when Leah and Rudy were gone. Some activity had been happening at this point. So Steve, the father, walks into the room and asks, is anyone in here? Make some noise if you're here. Mistake number one. Uh, he said immediately there were three taps on the table and I wrote in big letters, goodbye. <laughs> so yeah. Steve, the father hasn't been back since. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have gone back either, Steve. I would have skedaddled. I would have skedaddled, but I would have gone back. You would have gone back. I would have been like, no. So then they talk about how Rudy is super cavalier about everything. And Steve, the investigator, asks Steve, the father, if that bothers him. I wrote this in my notes. So I'm saying it. (laughs) So Steve, the investigator, asks Steve, the father, if that bothers him. And Steve, the father says, well, yeah, it bothers me. He's worried that she could be harmed and her good for nothing husband doesn't give a shit. Those are my words. (laughs) Not his. Not his. Not Steve's. Not Steve, the father, or the investigator. Because Steve, the investigator, is like, Rudy's a stand-up guy. (laughs) Um, So then we go dig into the archives. And we meet this guy, or we don't meet him. He's dead. But we We are introduced to. We are introduced to this (laughs) man named Ralph. That's all we got. No first or last name. Ralph. Okay. Well, that's a first name, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now you're making my eyes better. Okay. Well, his first name is Ralph. but no last name (laughs) so he used to own the property he passed away last year which would be 2011 from a stroke he owned the local hardware store so steve is going there to talk to the current owner jason so then we go thank god his name's not steve (laughs) or ralph (laughs) so then we talk to jason and steve goes do you have a photo of ralph and jason goes oh i have several well, aren't you just Mr. Right. Helpful? Brings out a whole ass photo album of this guy. Wow. Like Jason, whatever. Maybe they were really close. So then um, Steve asks about the stroke. And this is sad. Jason said he had it at home and they didn't go into a lot of detail. But the way that Jason was talk- talked about it made it seem like it was a few hours before he was found. Oh. So he passed away at his house and then it was a few hours before yeah. he was found. Yeah. Steve asks if he had health problems before that. And Jason said, well, he had a heart attack six or seven years ago. Okay. Heart I, I consider that a health problem. Yeah. 
Jason said he had a triple bypass after the heart attack and he really bounced back. Like he was back at work in just a few months. Wow. So, all right. Um, yeah, he, you know, before the the heart attack and, and the stroke, there really was nothing health wise wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So now we go and we meet John, the railroad historian, and we learn that the owner, the original owner of the house was Ed Hammers. He was killed by 150 tons worth of train in August of 1918. And that is how they say it. And that I'm is like, a weird way to say what that. does that even mean? <laughs> we don't they don't say it now. But during the reveal, Steve says that a train backed onto him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so it rolled over him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then John said in the 1900, it was really common to have your ho- your body in your house for people to come and pay their last respect to. Yeah. Ed Hammers, uh, he didn't have a great history with the railroad. He was there for 22 years and he had several things brought up against him. Um, John said most men worked 30 years with the railroad and they just had small paragraphs about the infractions that they've committed. Mm-hmm. He said Ed had a full page and half of the next one. Now, they don't go into detail about Ed's issues, but I did pull a screenshot of one of the issues or one of the the pages that they had, like with the paragraphs about infractions that other men had 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 against them. Uh And some of the issues men had were falling asleep while working, uh, a rear end collision and failing to have the brakes set on the train. Oh, so these seem pretty serious. Yeah, those are um, all kind of important. I feel like those should be a, a termination, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the, 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 I don't know. So yeah, most men only had like that much on the page and, and Ed had a lot. Steve asks what kind of a guy Ed was. And John said he had a dark past. One month after he died, another wife showed up and went after his estate. Dun, dun, dun. Then at minute 2445, we get a ring shot. Yay. Bam. <laughs> we go to Derek, D-A-R-R-I-C-K, who is the local lawyer, and he's going to explain how the case turned out between the fighting wives. So okay. Ed's first wife was Susan Hammer, and he had three kids with her. And then he was like, one day he's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Deserted them. Great. Derek said in today's words, he would be a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. He was then arrested for failing to pay child support. He met a woman working at the jail, Carrie, and he fell in love with her. Oh, of course he did. Because everybody knows you should meet your husband in jail. Yeah. Once he got out of jail, he married her. Uh, what a what an adorable meet cute. Yeah. Steve asked how his first wife, Susan, found out about his current wife, Carrie. Derek said most likely from the newspaper, reading about Ed's obituary and seeing it and going, now wait uh, a darn minute. So they were not divorced, the first No, wife. he just okay. abandoned her. He just went so, off and married another woman without getting divorced. I mean, theoretically, um, his marriage to Carrie wasn't legal. Right. So Carrie, second wife, most likely illegitimate wife, because if he's already married to Susan, doesn't get a divorce. You can't have two wives, Ed. Mm-hmm. So Carrie, second wife, hired Derek's great-grandfather to settle this claim that that Susan, the first wife, came and was like fighting with her about the property. Mm-hmm. 
So Susan got the damages from the insurance claim for Ed's death. Carrie got part of the house and part of the personal property. They didn't go into detail okay. what personal property would be, but car, I mean, yeah, you know, his fucking clothes. Who yeah. knows? But Carrie lost the house after a few years of failing to pay real estate taxes. Mm. And all we know about her, they end with she's buried next to Ed Hammers in Garrett, Indiana. Huh. Not the best. So now we go to Amy and her first arrival. It shows her in the car, you know, kind of getting um, opening up, opening and, up. Thank yeah. you. Opening up. She said there's dead people surrounding her and warning her to stay away. And she said there's a lot of freaking dead people all around the van. She said she gets two dead people, uh, both adults, a male and a female. The male is wearing a bowler cap and has a pocket watch. The female is standing behind him. Um, and she said she's falling apart, but it's the guy's fault. Amy doesn't trust him. Oh. So outside and then before we come into the kitchen, she says, or before we go inside the house, she said, it's not too welcoming. She said, it doesn't want me here. And Matt goes, it. And she just shrugs like, wow. And goes inside like, it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So then we're in the kitchen. Amy says, it's super bad in here. And then they go downstairs. Um, she hears lots of yelling, lots of cursing. She said she feels really dizzy and anxious and she feels um, panicked. She said there's a lot of people in the basement and she said there's something down here that draws the people in, that draws the spirits in. Hmm. Definitely there's the entrances down here. What do you mean? Uh, where they're coming in. What's coming in? Death. Be dramatic. Yeah. She also said there's an old lady who's wandering around who seems to be lost. Hmm. So then we're in the kitchen in the living room, and Amy says, I feel like there's so much wrong here. The woman um, that she saw downstairs is wandering around and she's just confused. Like she's just lost. She walks through walls. Hmm. Amy said she wants to live in the walls, but she can't. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, wanting to live in the walls, like we were talking about earlier, maybe she wants to live what used to be there yeah or she like, still sees the house the way it was yeah if it had been if, if the house hasn't remodeled. changed then yeah. who knows i don't yeah. then i don't have any guesses matt asks amy to describe this woman and amy says she's white she has long hair she's short and she has small features and a lot of times when amy is describing in the show she's pulling a strand of hair and like oh. twirling it, which I've never seen her do before. Yeah, that I don't. But she's just like pulling it, huh? And like twisting it. And I've never seen her do that. So I haven't either. I don't know. The spirit was having her do that, but mm. she did it quite a lot. Huh? Interesting. So then we go into the master bedroom, and Amy says the woman that she's been seeing is trying to help the the living. She said the woman told her that she cries a lot and she thinks the living can hear her crying and that they're afraid of her. She tells Amy that she's trying to protect the living and Matt asks from what? What is she trying to protect the living from? She says there's real monsters. What does that mean? She said that we'll meet them. And I wrote, well, that's not scary or uh, ominous at all. Yeah. yeah. So then Amy says, oh, fuck me, goes to the, which, yeah, Amy, that, 
could be the I mean they bleep it out, but I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Oh me. This is gets really, really scary. She goes over to the window. There's blinds. She opens the blinds and she says, Okay. This is how this thing is getting in. What thing? This nasty thing. Looks like a freaking monster. Through the window? Yeah. And I wrote, well, that's my cue to get the fuck out. Yeah, no shit. I don't like any of this, Amy. No. I don't like any of it. Um, She said it wants to take them into the basement. And Matt asks why. Amy says it wants to take them down there and chop them up and mutilate them. Oh, my God. Nope. Nope. I wrote hard pass, Amy. Yeah. Hard pass. (laughs) Wow. Matt asks what the living would experience in that room. Amy says they'd see something on the ceiling, like a black mist or a blob or a shadow. And then she said they'd see something come up from under the bed. Goodbye. Oh, boy. I would not be sleeping there. <laughs> she also said they'd experience nightmares as well. Mm. Rudy. Husband, yep. Yep. She also says that this thing is in bed with them. Like it gets oh, no. in bed. No, no, no. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Amy said that she's very uncomfortable in house in the house, but she said the sad woman is begging her to stay because she wants her to witness the evil of the house to oh. help the living. Oh. Like Amy is really struggling. She doesn't want to be in this house. Amy actually sits down on the floor in the master bedroom. Like she kneels down mm. and she's really struggling. She said this thing doesn't want her here and it's fucking with her. Matt asks what it's doing, and Amy said it's squeezing her liver and her kidneys. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. She said it can go in your body and it can possess you, and it's attacking Amy. Oh, my God. She said, The shadow figure is so powerful that it feels like it's twisting my insides, and my body is struggling to fight it off. You can tell she's really struggling in this walk. Yeah. Poor Amy. So that I know. So they go outside and Amy said she doesn't even like the yard. She said it's making her upset. Matt asks, what is upsetting you? And Amy said, there's a male here who's something with the heart. He might have had a heart attack recently. Mm -hmm. She said also something with the heart and strokes. So he had a heart attack and a stroke or a stroke and heart attack, something like that. And then she goes upstairs and she said the old woman likes to be in the stairs. And Amy said something terrible, terrible. Hmm. Don't like it. Mm-mm. She said the sad lady I encountered earlier is hiding in the stairwell. She said somebody from her past, meaning the old woman's past, is calling mm-hmm. her a slut, <gasps> smacking her around. He's in his 40s, oh. dark brown hair. She said he was a laborer of some kind. Like he was kind of a big guy. He was screaming, you're a liar. She just sees the old woman basically getting the shit beat up out of her, hmm. just smacking around. She said the old woman just feels lost. She says she cries. She cried about the children, something about children. And she was depressed in life. Matt asks why. Amy said she didn't have a good marriage, so she wasn't very happy. Hmm. And that's the end of the walk. Then we go to the sketch. She drew the sad woman and she drew the bizarre scene in the bedroom with the shadow figure. Okay. So then we've got Leah Rooney and Steve, the father and Steve, the investigator. (laughs) 
the reveal was in the garage because Steve, the father, wouldn't even go in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she said the first person that she encountered was an older man. She said he had a heart attack or a stroke and a heart attack or some combination of those two. And then Steve says, that sounds like Ralph. And so Mm -hmm. that's when he starts talking about Ralph. First name, no last name. (laughs) (laughs) Amy says she saw him in the basement. She said he's just lost down there. Like it's, it's almost like, and she didn't say this, but I'm wondering if it's almost like he doesn't even know he's dead. Yeah, that could be. That could be. And he's just kind of wandering. So then she starts talking about the stairs up to the second floor. She said it it might be residual energy of a guy just beating his wife. Mm -hmm. So she said he's a big guy. She said he might be in construction or labor. And that's when Steve, the investigator, says, well, that sounds like Ed Hammer. And then he talked a little bit about Ed, but only that he worked on the railroad and that he died by a train backing onto him. Nothing about the wives, just that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because Ed's the the horrible guy with all the right with the two right? wives. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if he's related to the other hammers we were talking about a couple of weeks Army? ago. Army? Yeah. That whole family. I don't think so. I will say he is a it is a hammer because I looked up Ed Hammer uh-huh. and that's I was trying to get more information. It was just hammers as far as the eye can see. Yeah, yeah I suppose Edward that's Hammer. Yeah. Probably not a terribly uncommon name. So then Amy went into the laundry room and she said this woman came out and that's the woman that she was talking about. She said she was translucent, really sad, really, really lonely and lost. And she said she carried her sadness into the, into uh, death. Mm. So whatever sadness she had in life was in death. So Leah says, yeah, she's seen a woman um, and she scares the crap out of her. (laughs) Same. So then Steve, the investigator, starts talking about the first wife, Susan, who he left. And Amy says, uh, and he had a picture of her, which I sent you. Mm -hmm. Amy goes, well, that's kind of weird. And Steve goes, why? And Amy says, well, do you want to see the sketch I had done? (laughs) Segway. So then they show the sketch, which I sent you. Yep. And Leah said, yeah, that's who I saw. And Steve says, could this be who you saw, even though she lived in Pennsylvania? And Amy says, yes. And then she said, sometimes when we don't process things in life and let them go, it can come back to haunt us. Interesting. So Steve asks Rudy if he believes in things now. And Rudy said, well, I told you before it was going to take some convincing. And this is kind of convincing. Oh, kind of convincing. Kind of. Come on. Well, it's probably hard for him to admit that. Yeah. So then Amy talks about the basement. She started feeling panic, anxiety. She said she felt really horrible. She said there's a lot of dead people down there. She said there's some type of entrance for the dead people down there. So they're just kind of congregating. Mm -hmm. Then she went into the guest bedroom and she felt this thing come in through the window. And so that's when she had raised the blinds. Mm -hmm. This is where it's coming in. Mm -hmm. Amy. She said she felt that it was really negative. Then when she went into the master bedroom, that's when she saw the shadowy figure came out from under the bed and it climbed into bed with people. Mm. She said it would cause nightmares, but it could enter people's body. She then talked about how it entered her body, squeezing her liver and kidneys and working its way to her heart Mm. and how she told it to just get out. And did it get out? I assume she's okay when she's at the reveal. Yeah, she's fine. Okay. So then Rudy starts talking about how he was sleeping and he woke up feeling like something was pressing him down, but he figured he was just sleeping and it's, you know, that's just 
you know, because that's what happens when I sleep. <laughs> well, and I mean, there is sleep paralysis, but it doesn't usually feel like someone's sitting on you. No. So then Amy goes, really? And she said she did a sketch. And so they look at the sketch and Leah immediately goes, that's how I sleep. And Steve goes, that's the position you sleep in? And Leah says, yeah. Rudy okay. said that's even the side of the bed that she sleeps on. And then the shadow thing is laid right next to her. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the sketch right now. What are those other things by the TV? She didn't talk about those. <gasps> it looks like four other people watching. Yeah, she did talk about it. So then they had to take a break because Leah started crying. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I did notice it was interesting that she leads it to her dad and not her husband. But probably because her <sighs> husband hasn't believed her. Doesn't believe her. Yeah. Yeah. Even the dad is crying a little bit. Oh. So Amy starts listing off the things that needs to be addressed. So first they have some sort of entrance in the basement. She thinks people are coming there from like a holy or a sacred ground, like a cemetery. Mm. They have Ralph in the basement who needs help. Mm-hmm. They have Susan mm-hmm. and they also have two negative entities. So how to fix this? She said it's a step-by-step process. So step one is to set up a boundary in the basement and she gives them um, like a bag full of stuff and it's got special herbs, candle, candles, and holy water. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And she said, so you'll use this, um, these things that I give you. She said, you'll set up a protection and severe banishment in the basement. Then you release the dead by simply telling them you can go. We're giving you the power to leave. Mm -hmm. Step two, you'll go upstairs and each person in each room is going to do the same thing. So I assume it's like Rudy, her dad and Leah. Uh They're going to do a protective boundary around the bed. They then she gives her uh, a bottle she got called tar water. She said this is potent stuff from New Orleans, to which I thought, holy Ooh. shit, voodoo. She's, yep. And so, so then she talks about tar water. She said this dates back to medieval times and is often used in voodoo practices. Well, there you go. She said it's a mixture of pine tar water and other ritualistic medicines. Hmm. She said, you're going to go through the house and put one drop in each room. She said, this means no dead person, even nice ones, are going to be able to remain or enter your house ever again. Wow. Amy says she doesn't use this stuff because she likes dead people. Yeah. Um, but she feels, you know, in this case, it needs to be done. Yeah. Leah followed Amy's instructions and reported no further activity in her home. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. I don't remember that one. And I didn't watch it this time. So feels new to me. Um, yeah, it was a really good one. Good. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Yeah. We should uh, we should wrap up. Yeah. The Alanism I picked today. And now this one, I think I know what it is in reference to. Um, I'll read it first, and then I'll tell you what I think he was thinking. (laughs) Okay. So it is, quote, I'm going to go wet while we're still standing. Okay. Now, what do you think it was? So what I think it is, is that they were at a restaurant waiting to be seated, Uh and they were standing like in the lobby waiting to be seated, and he wanted to go to the bathroom before they got seated in their place. Okay. I think that's what he was saying. So Got it. I'll read it one more time. I'm going to go wet while we're still standing.
I think that's what he meant. That's I'm going to go pee yep. before we get seated. Right. I think that's All right. what he meant. Okay. But who knows? Dad, <laughs> let us know. Feel free. Are we right? Did we get that right? I think we did. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, you guys. Um, We hope that you're happy we're back to Dead Files. Because we are. I missed them. I was so happy watching them. I was like, I came home. (laughs) I missed you, Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun doing this. So, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll probably just gab next week. Maybe yep. we'll talk about some other shows we've been watching or something like that. And then yep. I think we're going to take a little break, and we'll probably release you know maybe just some more gab sessions or something like that in between until we're ready to get back for the next season. Yes. So yes, that Yay. sounds good. Well, thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.